I started seeing people talking, you know, but how can Bona just say he's not a Nigerian artist? Now he has gotten Grammy, he's denying us. And straight away, I went into Bonner's uh, feed yeah. and, you know, tried to get an idea of what was going on. So I get the point Bonner is trying to make. Bonner really and truly cannot be classified as just a Nigerian artist anymore. It's yeah. facts. Like your your burners, your ways, you know, even your Yemi yeah. Alades and Tiwa Savages. You know, Tiwa Savages saying Ole, Ole, Yemi Alade yeah. saying criminal in Agbada. Yeah. These are huge statements. Amen. The new young guys are Black Bones, yeah. Oxlade. They're uh, teaming CK. up together. They're also teaming up together, cross-promoting each other. Yeah. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that's what needs to be replicated in with, Ghana. With we in need Ghana to see Kwame, Kidi, King, Promise. Anytime yeah. any one of them drops a new record, promote each let other. everybody promote each other. Naomi Campbell is one of the most iconic entertainers. Ooh. Forget fashion world. One of the most iconic women. You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of Adishokbe Live, the official Afrobeats podcast, where we break down the hottest topics within the culture alongside my celebrity guest in the building every single week. First of all, a big shout out to everybody that's been subscribing, sharing, liking. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel or anywhere, any platform where you get the podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever it is, make sure you hit that subscription button. So anytime we upload a brand new one, it catches your attention instantly. And as always, a big shout out to the crew on Yanga Television as well. You can catch us there every Saturday and, and a repeat on Monday. Saturday at 7.30 p.m. and Monday at 7 p.m. And that's Sky 186, Freeview 171, and I, I believe it's FreeSat 264. I'm always flipping the numbers around. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but yeah, big shout out to Yanga TV for the support. We appreciate that. As always, joining me in the studio this week is always uh, a returnee, a, a close uh, ally of mine uh, on For the Love of Afrobeats podcast, where we work regularly together, constantly looking at the pop culture sure. news. Even when I don't see, he sends it to me via DM, right like, then. yo, what do you think about this? Is my brother Mr. Schmooze, or should I say... <laughs> we retired that name. <laughs> we are going through a rebranding process. Is it? So yeah. Mr. It's, it's not going to be Mr. Schmooze no, anymore? No, it's not. It's just Dignified. That's dignified. the name. Dignified. Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Afrobeats podcast, Dignified. My the one brother. and only. Thank you very and much. And you look dignified as well. The beard looks like he's enjoying a different kind of life. Yeah, it's all part of the brand. <laughs> uh, before we get into the headlines, I'd like to give a big shout out to our partners, Shoops.com. Of course, Shoops is the leading discovery hub for black culture experiences, bringing you the latest events, music, and news. With Shoops, you can discover and buy tickets to the best events happening in your city to satisfy your every need. If you're on a hunt for bottomless brunches, the latest Afrobeats concerts, or just a banging night out, Shoobs has got you covered. Shoobs is at the center of all experiences, whether you're an event organizer, looking to sell out your event, or looking for the perfect event to attend. Visit Shoobs.com and get Shoobs in now. If you're looking for a perfect event to attend, to attend, apart from shoes.com, you can also check out smade.com. Yep. Smade.co.uk. Yeah, smade.co.uk. We've got events lined up every single weekend from Friday and Sunday at LA Lounge, and we're going to be opening some more spots yes. as the doors open. But for now, it's Friday and Sunday at LA Lounge. That's Chop Life Sunday yeah. and Friday. Zaf will be Friday. So mm. make sure you come out and check that out. Smade.co.uk. It's a busy summer. 
going to be absolutely crazy. Now, some of the headlines we'll be looking at today are Diamond Platinum uh, slamming Forbes for the richest African artist list. Uh, Naomi Campbell welcomes her daughter. South Africa Music Awards nominees, of course, announced this year. And David O celebrating his daughter's birthday in the States. And another princess in Lagos and lots more. Now, we're going to start in Tanzania, where it's been announced this week that superstar singer Diamond Platinum's announced signing for international record label Warner Music via their South African-based stable. Now, the singer is considered one of the biggest stars in Africa, making noise from his East African base, performing to thousands of fans regularly in stadiums and also boasting of some of the biggest Pan-African hits in the last couple of years, such as Yope Remix yeah. and now WA featuring Kofi Olumide. The deal with Warner is reported to be a 360 deal, which also brings Diamond's Wasafi label and artists under the Warner umbrella. Whilst making a post on his Instagram for the, uh, whilst making a post on his Instagram about the new deal, Diamond fired shots at Forbes for their article detailing the richest African artists, which listed Diamond as number eight or nine on that list. Yeah. So he said, and I quote, Forbes, next time Google me to know what I'm really worth mm. before putting on your silly richest African music list, musician list, Edge. end quote. It's a different <laughs> word he used there, but we chose silly. Now, first of all, mm -hmm. when the news broke on social media that uh, Diamond Platinums had partnered up with Warner Music with the pictures that he posted up, you know, Diamond's always fantastic with his images. Yeah. The branding is no, ridiculous. Nobody does marketing like Diamond Platinums. Oh, my Platinums. God. Nobody you know, does it. That's probably one of the best, one of the few artists in Africa that brands are very happy to, to partner with, with because yeah. he goes the extra mile when yep. he's promoting the brands. Gives them visibility exactly. in the best life possible. Not only his Pepsi deals, his mobile telephone deals, yeah. his detergent deals, but this one was the same. Yeah. What were your thoughts when this announcement was made? And yeah, and how do you see this deal? I mean, for, for Diamond Platinums, it's been a long time coming. Mm. He's uh, gone from being an independent artist, yep. built up the Wasafi brand, not yep. just a record label, but a whole media platform with a TV station, radio, radio station. station. Yeah. He's been, you know, from his platform, we've had artists like Rivani, Rivani Harmonize, uh, Harmonize, Zuchu now, Zuchu, and, got you know, Boso. These are some of the hottest artists from East Africa Facts. in the last five, ten years. Facts. So, this deal with Warner Music is is, is only right, and mm. it's it's a I think first of its kind for an independent label. Mm. You know we've had you know the Chocolate Cities in yes. Nigeria. Yes. You know, but this is an, a label that was started from the ground up by the artist, mm. and then he's taken it to that point. So I mean, full credits to Diamond Platinums. What about what about the fact that we you know because over the last decade, mm. when anything is said to be a three hundred and sixty deal it instantly leaves a negative connotation, connotation yeah. in our minds because of what we've heard from hip-hop artists in America. Mm -hmm. So the minute some of us saw the 360 deal, I'm thinking, nah, yeah. are they coming? A, you know, a red flag. Yeah, it's a red flag. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? I, get, I, I, I agree with that. I understand that there's some concerns around that. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm sure Diamond Platinums would have looked protected at what's... Protected Africa. Pr protected Africa, protected the interests of his artists as yep. well as his business because yep. he's also invested in it. Yep. So... You know, this for him, I believe, can only be a win-win. Mm. You know, if this involves them getting them more exposure outside the territories that they already dominate, yeah. then, you know, why not? 
So Absolutely. if it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's like, what does Diamond stand to gain from this? Mm. You know, partnering with a big organization means bigger opportunities, yep. newer brands to work with, yep. newer territories, bigger marketing budget. So why not? Let's do it. I believe that the 360 deal, especially for the international situation, was almost inevitable yeah. for, you know, for artists like Diamond who by himself had done don't get it twisted he done amazing things yep. he came out of the east african stable like we've seen no other east african artists doing in the past mm. he collaborated with everybody across africa from south africa to nigeria to ghana he had some of the biggest smashes he was investing just as much money I mean, as Nigerian artists were investing in their music, yep. their videos. He has some of the most iconic music videos out right now, like yep. ridiculous. He's had collaborations with international artists in the past. Yep. Rick Ross is one of them. Omarion is another one. I think he has a song with Neo yeah, is another one. <laughs> so he's by himself and his partnership with the, the Black Bottle. What are yeah, uh, what's that? Belair. Yeah. He's been able to collaborate with international artists and yeah. whatever. But I believe now they're starting to think, you know what? He's got the most subscribers on YouTube, YouTube yeah. of an African artist. He's, he was the big. first artist to hit a billion views on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So they know that he's gotten exposure. Yeah. He has made a huge splash on Africa. Mm -hmm. It's time to look internationally yep. and for them to be able to carry, you know, to be able to gain more traction, yep. it will make sense to partner up with one of the biggest labels. Yep. One, I believe, is, you know, that's where Burner Boy is. That's, that's where Omale is. That's where Chocolate City are. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it, it's, it, it's a no-brainer. It is. But for me, I also want to look at what they'll be bringing to the table. I, I totally understand. I just wanted to add something to that regarding 360 deals. The mm. reason why they're so popular in, you know, let's say Africa, is because unlike other developed territories or yes. markets, labels or music artists don't make a bulk of money from, you know, streaming, yep. royalties and things like that. There's they most of the money, a significant portion comes from branding, yep. uh, touring. Yep. So, you know, if you're looking to make money just off streams, you if know, you're going to struggle not, yes. if the artist isn't yeah, popping like that. It's going to take you a know. while before you see your residuals. Exactly. From that. Maybe East Africa and South Africa, that's, you know, where you get really good streaming yeah, numbers from locally. Because of the internet you, access. Exactly. But outside of that region, what happens? You know, if it's not performing or uh, partnerships, there's little money to be made. So Absolutely. this is why 360 deals are big in Africa. And this is probably one of the things that Warner has looked at and probably Diamonds has also pitched to them that look, we're going to make money here, but there's also money we there's can make as partners here. in touring, in merchandising, and, you know, it, it makes all the sense. What about his criticism of Forbes uh, for the article where they listed him in the top ten, where they had the, the artists like Wizkid <laughs> and David yeah. and, you know, and all of these guys mm -hmm. ahead of him in, in the ranking? Um, and a lot of us are aware that regardless of how much money we are aware that the likes of David and Wiz and all these other artists have, mm -hmm. I doubt anyone has publicly mm -hmm. invested his money as Diamond Platinum has. has. You know, in quote, yeah. publicly, yeah. with the TV station, Missions, with yeah. the radio, radio stations. Station. Yeah. These are companies that will bring him money, money as yep. well. Yep. So what were your thoughts about him slamming Forbes <laughs> Uh, and just that list generally. Yeah, I have I have a, f a few points on this. First thing is, when I saw that uh, reaction from yes. Diamonds, 
I went to look for this list. Yes. And I found this list everywhere on different websites yes. except the Forbes website. So that to me mm. gave me a red flag that, okay, what's going on here? A few websites have said alleged, alleged Forbes list, alleged mm. Forbes list. So for me, it's like, I don't even know if this list actually came from Forbes or some random bloggers just put it on somewhere and it's caught fire and go around the internet. Wow. So for me, it's like the diamonds do his homework first before wow. slamming a brand like that. You know, so that's number one. Number two, at the end of the day, I think these lists are very unnecessary. Mm, absolutely. You know, because at the end of the day, absolutely. It's for only you, rights. your account, your accountants, and maybe your banker know exactly how much you're worth. Absolutely. So for Diamond, he probably saw his name number nine. And they gave him some figure, and he's probably what <laughs> double or triple that number, and he's thinking, what are these people we're talking about? Like, do they know who I am? Yeah, you yeah. know, so that I understand that reaction, but mm. at the same time, I feel like, you know, Diamond should have, you know, done a bit of research first. Mm. Is this really real? Did they really do this before going to slam them, you know, on social media? Because again, now we're just talking, he's partnered with an international brand. Absolutely. We need to see more um, restraint, yep. you know, before going to react on social media Facts. to things like and, that. And to round up on that point, uh, I believe about a year and a half ago, CNN put out a top 10 list yeah. of African musicians of this generation Nation, that, yeah. that were impactful. And in that top 10 list, they omitted a certain, a small David O. Can you imagine? And I thought to myself, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even though David didn't say nothing, yeah. I was kicking and screaming. It's, I'm like, somebody's got to be fired. Who's on the PR team? Who put who, this who list put together? Who put this list together? <laughs> who sanctioned this? CNN must have contacted well, the somebody radio in label. Australia. That's <laughs> I'm like, the record label should have been contacted. Yeah. How could they? You mm -hmm. know, I was kicking and screaming, but David and his camp probably would have seen it and they just let it slide. Yeah. And that's exactly the type of restraint yeah. that you're talking you about, can't react especially to at this international exactly. level. Exactly, you can't. You can't react to everything. You'll see a lot of things that will provoke you mm. every day. But, you know, sometimes you have to just say, this isn't what the energy, if it isn't what the time, let's leave it alone. Let's just let it go. Or if you are whiskey, leave it for Whiskey FC. They'll take care, <laughs> for it. They'll take care of it on Twitter for you. <laughs> <laughs> well... Over to the USA, where iconic supermodel Naomi Campbell announced via social media uh, that uh, she welcomed her baby daughter to the world. Mm -hmm. Naomi announced the birth of the baby with a cute picture of the baby feet uh, with the message, and I quote, a beautiful little blessing has chosen me to be her mother. So honored to have this gentle soul in my life, end quote. Well, the 50-year-old was congratulated far and wide with members of the fashion world and the entertainment industry sending congratulatory messages to her and the baby. Naomi Man, Campbell yes. is one of the most iconic entertainers. Ooh. Forget fashion world. One of the most iconic women. Mm. Most, one of the most iconic women in what, maybe the last 10, 20 years? Nah, the uh, last 30 years. Yeah, I've known her all my life. 30 you know, years. <laughs> if I count most popular women I know mm. or I know of, she's probably going to be in the top 10, top 15. Facts. So she has been iconic. She has uh, influenced a lot of women yep. all around the world. Facts. A lot of black people, men and women alike. Yes. You know, that you, know, you can make it at the highest levels internationally. Mm. Um, so... I would say, you know, she's not just iconic in fashion. She's Facts. not just an entertainer. Facts. She's transcendent. That she, I believe that's too little. Absolutely. <laughs> I completely agree with what you said there. You know, she's also uh, put her name 
and her brand behind a lot of charitable organizations, yeah. uh, as well as, you know, putting her name, her power, brand behind promoting African popular culture. Gotcha, exactly. Uh, what she's done over the last three or four years in promoting Afro beats and some of our African entertainers. Yeah. Is unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, coming from where she's come from, mm -hmm. her love for Kenya is documented, her love for Nigeria is documented, yeah. her love for South Africa is the same, mm -hmm. her love for Ghana can't be, you know, yeah. it continues the way she embraced the, the continent, has made us uh, huge fans of Naomi Campbell. Yeah. More than we'd ever dreamt. You know, I saw her with the Michael Jacksons and all of these stuff around the world, but the way she's embraced my culture has put her in a completely different space in my heart yeah. for life. And then this picture and this announcement of, you know, her becoming a mother yeah. at, at 50. And a lot of people that know Naomi Campbell, especially recently, have said to me that the one thing about Naomi Campbell, especially those that meet her in recent times, yeah. is the nurturing spirit, spirit yeah. the wanting to, you know, you just know, shower just you with love. Care and for you. Exactly. Support you. So it looks like the little princess came at the right time. Perfect timing. I mean, congratulations to Naomi, mm. you know, and it also shows you're never too, it's never too late. Yes. For, you know, people. Science and technology. Has, it's has, never too late. Mm. It's never too late. She's 50. And, yeah. you know, she's been blessed with a child now, which is, you know, one of the most beautiful experiences you can have as mm. a human being. I haven't expressed it yet. Mm. I hope to. Mm. But, you know, I can only imagine the joy she feels right now. This is probably more than all the success she's had, all the wrong way she's walked through, all the contracts she's signed, mm. all the endorsement deals. Mm. This is a whole new level or a whole new chapter for her. And, yeah. you know, I really um, hope that, you know, she gets to enjoy it to the fullest um, and all the joys that come with it. Absolutely. She experiences that. I, I posted, I shared a, a meme on social media where uh, they put it on Twitter that, they spotted Naomi's Those baby daughter, leaving, yeah. leaving, <laughs> the maternity ward, leaving the maternity ward in some incredible <laughs> catwalk okay, and high yeah. heels. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall, 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 fall far from the tree, Listen, does it? Listen, man, it, it's incredible. And I just think that, you know, with the relationship she's built around the world, some of yeah. her super, super, you know, rich celebrity yeah, friends like yeah. P. Diddy and Co., the, the love that she showed yeah. their kids. Yeah. I bet all of those folks a lot of cannot goodwill. wait. Yes. A lot of goodwill for this baby. Mm. A lot of goodwill. And again, lesson to all of us, you know, do good so a lot of goodwill can, you know, pass Come on to, to your, own your own kids, you know. Facts. It doesn't end today. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't end today. That's real talk <laughs> there. Now, over to Nigeria where David O threw a lavish birthday celebration for his firstborn child and daughter Imade just a week after attending uh, the birthday celebrations of his daughter Haley in the States. Yeah. A video was also shared of Imadi receiving an expensive designer bag from her dad before the lavish party attended uh, by other celebrity kids such as her good friend Jamil, who is a superstar singer, Tiwa Savage's son. Mm. Uh, as the images have shown, David O takes his daddy duties seriously and is laying, you know, he's really active when it comes to his kids' lives. Yeah to have gone across the waters yeah. in a space of days yes, yeah. to set to be there for both, for of both kids yeah. celebrating their birthday. First of all, let's talk about that yeah. and how important that is, mm -hmm. uh, not only for David O, yeah. but most especially for the kids. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, the fact that despite the success, mm. despite the busy schedule, yes. despite you know being in different parts of the world, 
that he still makes that effort to be there for his kids. This is not mm. the first time we've seen David go the extra mile for his kids. Mm. He's been very, you know, publicly, he shows them love. He Facts. publicly, you know, shows his interaction with his kids. And that's an, a very beautiful thing to see. Yep. And it's also, you know, for other artists watching, it shows that, you know, you have no excuse Facts. to not be in the life of your child. Facts. So, you know, some people might say, I'm always in the studio, whatever, but you can still make out time to be there for things as little as birthdays. Mm. These are very key things for these children. Are, these are strong you know, memories. They, these are the things they remember. You can send them gifts all the time, but these are the things they remember. My mm. daddy was here on my birthday. Mm. When they look at the pictures, the yeah. photo albums, they see daddy there, they see mommy there. Active. You know, it, it gives them joy, mm. you know. And they might not know the value now, but once they, they start to grow old in their teenagers, when they're not as... You know, they don't want to be seen with daddy too yeah. much. He's not so cool anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the time you start to appreciate those, those moments. moments, you know. And David, c credits to David. He, he really makes that effort. Mm. Uh, he easily could have said, you know, I'm in the States. Money. Uh, I'm in have the fun. States. Yeah, yeah, you know, have a good day. I, I don't even want us to open a new chapter, but this same week we saw a mini scandal for another artist that's mm. allegedly being a deadbeat. Mm. So when we have a David, you know, Who's being active, super present, despite the very busy schedule. And then, you know, there's another artist that's supposedly or allegedly mm. been a deadbeat. You know, yeah, it's not a good look. Someone, some yeah. shots from the... From, from the yeah, it's, it's not well. a good look. And, you know, let's even put the personal side out of things now. Business-wise, if I'm a brand, that's good. David looks like a family man. Hmm. You know, he, he That's looks, a different bag that's yeah, coming. Yeah, that's a different bag that's coming. You know, you're presenting yourself as a family-friendly brand that I can associate with Facts. and you know it's also a good look there so all the way wins for David mm, mm. and Imadi's party looked really lit Absolutely. it was called Imachella <laughs> and they had a whole team uh, the theme of the festival, festival the VIP baby. passes and all of that and I was like wow and the yeah. funny thing is another thing that I noticed was how an artist like David O has kind of cleverly carved a future and a legacy for his kids yeah where Imade is now becoming a brand ambassador yeah, she, at she six got a years deal. old. Yes, yeah. where Haley has, maybe she's got an Instagram account that the mother's building on that oh, side. Right, yeah. So now that their father is on top of the world, world and yeah. very active, he's using... Capitalizing on that. Star power yeah. to push his daughters and his kids into the public domain. They might not be taking advantage of it now, no, yeah. but ultimately when they get to a certain age, when it's they right can start, absolutely. It's a good foundation for them to build on. And I just think that's fantastic. Yep, you yep. know, like, yo, I, I think even before the birthday, he must have bought the mom or her a range. Yeah. Well, it was for the child yeah. that he presented it. Which, Absolutely. You know, which well, is, we, we all know that good. mommy is the one <laughs> that's mommy pulling it up. <laughs> he also gave her a bag, a designer yeah. bag, mm. expensive designer bag. Yeah. But listen, it, it, mommy can't use that one because oh. that one's small, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you we'll know. make it work one way or another. <laughs> but it's very important what you said there. I think is not only great for the kids, it's great for his brand. Yeah. It's also fantastic for all the artists, yeah. you know, young artists that find themselves as young daddies. daddies yeah. And it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't take too much yeah. just to These are the present. little things. Mm. These are the little things. You don't even have to do a big birthday party. Take your child to the park. 
you know, just be present. Mm. It, it makes a difference. It Absolutely. makes a difference. Now, staying in Nigeria, where kilometer say kilometer, 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 kilometer singer Burner Boy caught the headlines for some comments made on Twitter mm-hmm. to a user who he had a back and forth with. Mm. Now, the drama started with a user saying, and I quote, Burner Boy go soon leave Twitter Niger for Una. Yeah. End quote. <laughs> to which he responded, me, we no even be Nigerian artists. <laughs> and quote, well, soon after the uh, soon after uh, soon after that, another user then came back with a response saying, yeah. "But you they promote African culture, mm-hmm. you they deny your own motherland, yeah. all na showbiz as usual, LMAO." Mm-hmm. Burner boy now once again responded. Responded, <laughs> I'm from here and I live here because I. Because I love my home and my people. Mm. In no past like that. Mm. I don't make money from Nigeria. Mm. Now only cruise stay here. Straight facts. <laughs> <laughs> Once he tweeted that, Twitter went all, crazy. Yeah. With headlines such as Burner Boy denies being uh, a Nigerian to others as extreme as Burner Boy says he didn't make any money from Nigeria, ETC. Mm. Well, he got so heated on social media that in just a few hours, Burner Boy be- began trending in the UK yeah. with over 30,000 tweets registered in little over two hours. Yeah. Now, the back and forth continued with Burner telling a fan to leave the negative and suggestive tweets alone as it was being orchestrated by only two sections of fans, mm. which made people think he was talking about the Whiskey FC mm-hmm. and the 30 BG crew. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Burner's comments. Yeah. What were your thoughts? So, coincidentally, I happened to be on Twitter when this thing started. Are off. you for so, <laughs> As I see people talking, you know, Bonner, <laughs> how can Bonner just say he's not a Nigerian artist? Now he has got in Grammy, he's denying us. And straight away, I went into Bonner's uh, feed yeah. and, you know, tried to get an idea of what was going on. So I get the point Bonner is trying to make. Bonner really and truly cannot be classified as just a Nigerian artist anymore. It's yeah. facts. It's an international... He's of, of Nigerian heritage, yeah. but Bonner is now a global property. An international He's an international star. property now. He's an international star. Yeah. He's a global star. Yeah. So that's the point he's trying to make. I'm not a Nigerian artist anymore. I'm a global star anymore. Don't, don't limit me, is what he's trying to say. And facts, he doesn't make much money anymore from Nigeria. People hate to, to hear they, those they things. They hate to hear those things, but, but it's facts. Hmm. Shout out to Joey Akin. Hmm. He, said, he made a point. He said, how many Nigerian fans actually stream music? Stream music. How many? Pay on Apple, Spotify. How many pay on Apple, Spotify? Mm. We're not talking about free downloads, you know. How many of you, when it's time to go merchandise. To, 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 to buy merchandise? Buy Burner merchandise. Boy you outfits don't. and trainers and tracksuits and stuff. So, Burner makes his money on, like many other artists now, make their money on streams from, you know, the diaspora. Yeah. Uh, when they go on tour, they go to the UK, they go to the US, they go to Afro Nation Festival, they go to festivals all around the world, they get their coins. So, you it's know, now they come to Nigeria just to catch crews. Catch crews. And <laughs> that's fine. So, when was the last time you saw Burner Boy performing in Nigeria? Mm. Not last year, not the year before. Wow. What are we saying? So, to be honest <laughs> with you, the first thing that came to my mind was this he was just joking. Like, f- first of all, it's not that deep. Yeah. When he said, <laughs> like, me, you know, I don't make money. Another thing that I've tried to, I think I, I must have spoken to you about it. I've spoken to a lot of people about it, that 
text to talk. Yeah. The tone. Ha- it, it, a lot of people would always, most times, misinterpret it. Yes. Yeah. If he had said that with his face smiling, he said, me, when Obi Nigerian artist said, yeah. instantly that became, you, you take that differently. Yeah. If he says to you that, listen, I just love my family, I love my home, I love, I don't make money here, and I only cruise. Nobody would have felt it that, that emotionally. Yeah. But again, when it, when people are reading messages, mm-hmm. it sounds and it looks a lot more terrible than it actually is. Yeah. And then when you're talking about him not making money from Nigeria, I said people always get emotional yeah. when, when yeah. artists say that. But like you said, mm-hmm. it is facts. How many? Nigeria has given him an amazing platform that the entire world celebrates him on today. Yeah. However, the bulk of the income at the moment is being made outside of the country. Yeah. And that is a fact. Yeah. Um, again, once we say that on Twitter and couple with that with, you know, a, a lot of fans that don't like him anyway. They go hard on it. I was surprised. Like people went. 30,000 tweets I posted, I screenshotted, I put that up. I'm like, what is going on on Twitter? And it was so bad that he even came back a couple of times to kind of speak to his fans to be like, don't worry, man, just leave it alone. And and for me, what I've started to realize, as much as Twitter can be informative, entertaining, full of banter, Mm -hmm. it also carries some toxicity. It can be a very toxic place. If you're not careful, yeah. you can walk down a rabbit hole yeah. of a barrage of toxicity. That's mad. Yep, that's true. You, I mean, this is don't forget, this is not the first time Bonobo has gotten in, into hot water on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. At the point, he had to say he back was leaving social media and left it to his management yeah. team to run, yeah. and he's only just recently come back. Yeah. you know, and you know things like this would happen. Yeah, and you, that, again, like the other Twitter user said, Bonobo might soon. Come on. And, go. and that, you know. that, that was the <laughs> so, first thing. The fact that that person said that said yeah. you know, still leave, don't leave Twitter for facts. So yeah. it's it's of like you said, people tend to misinterpret the tone mm. in text sometimes. Yes. Especially when said people already have a, a perception a perception or a grudge. So yeah, what's this Bonaboy saying again? Mm. Ah, he's not Nigerian. <laughs> They don't want to read before or the after. Because look at the, the, the message you said. You promote Nigerian <laughs> culture. You do, 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 do. Instantly, that sounded like someone that had become emotional yeah. about what they had read. Yeah. And what Bernard said didn't even desi- didn't deserve all of that, that stuff. Yeah, somebody even responded to that statement. I'm not a Nigerian artist. They said, oh, but you collected money from the Potako. And then he said, and only performing artists. artists the, co- the people that supported him collected money. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. They want to start bringing up unnecessary uh, debt. Yeah. And, you know, stirring up a hornet's nest. But, I mean, Bonner as well. You know, he's catching crews. But maybe and then he knows for, the for a while, just leave them. I think like he knows said. the audience. Yeah. He knows that regardless of whatever whatever side of the aisle he stands on, there's always going to be a massive criticism coming from different fan bases. Uh, I saw a video where it was like a little podcast where someone was breaking down the fact that Bernard had no right to claim that he was... uh, you know, uh, an authentic Afrobeat artist that was speaking on behalf of the people. Oh, the please. person broke down his lyrics and said, oh, he had said this, he said this, but, you know, you couldn't be compared to Fela because he never showed up and showed out. And You know, and, and when you watch 
people have opinions which I love. You yeah. know, I'm a huge mm. fan of a open press, a free press, yeah. uh, a platform where different opinions can come to the table and allow us to really grow. The, how we grow as a culture is by listening to all sides, no matter how yeah. ludicrous your ideas or your opinions sound, there has to be a place for it for us to grow. Yeah. And when I listen to that, I'm like, that's great. However, it's also a little bit misleading. Yeah. Because we have to understand that when it comes to the freedom fights and the freedom fighters, yep. everybody has a role. Mm -hmm. There are different people that are on the streets as guerrilla warfare, mm -hmm. you know, guerrilla soldiers. There are people that buy the ammunition for the guerrilla mm -hmm. wars. There are people that invest in the money to the people that buy the ammunition. Yep. There are people that speak on the media. Yep. There are, everybody has a role. A Some. What we had in Fela Kuti would never be replicated yep. in the sense that not only was he using his platform to speak about injustices, not only in Nigeria, but around the world, yep. but he also put his body and his family's body On in the line, the, yeah. the line of fire. Mm -hmm. We will never get that anymore. I, I doubt it. Yep. You know, that we, yes, we still have Sheung, <laughs> who is a direct <laughs> descendant that, yeah. from that, you mm -hmm. know, so... With that, what we have in that Kuti family, I don't think we can ha ever have that. Yeah. But what we have in other people, like your your burners, your wares, you know, even your Yemi yeah. Alades and Tiwa Savages, you know, Tiwa Savages saying Ole Ole, Yemi Alade yeah. saying criminal in Abada. Yeah. These are huge statements, statements. Yeah. for entertainers of that level, yeah. putting their careers on the line mm -hmm. to point fingers at the leaders and the government officials who are taking advantage of the people, people. Yeah. but do it in such a way that the military does not go bar barging down their doors Those. and dragging them on the streets. Exactly that. So, so we need to you know, appreciate what it takes to even be brave enough mm -hmm. to sing about the realities that they see mm -hmm. rather than condemn them and say that they, they are not worthy no, at all of, of any of, form of uh, <laughs> recognition or accolades. <laughs> Incredible. Now, over to South Africa, where the nominees for the 27th edition of the South African Music Awards have been released with the king of Amapiano in Capsa mm. the Small leading the way with six nominations and others like DJ Maporisa, Babes Udumo, also picking nominations, highlighting the current influence of Amapiano yeah. on the South African music scene and African music scene as a whole. Oh, I think yeah. everybody agrees with that. Now, some of the hotly contested categories include the best hip-hop category with the nominees being Nadia Nakai, Boity, and Nasty C. Now, the SAMAs is considered the biggest awards in South Africa mm -hmm. and in recent years have been dogged by allegations of corruption by some of the stars, such as Casper Nyobes. Yep. Now, the rapper once claimed that the award organization was disconnected from the culture mm. uh, in South Africa due to its corruption. Mm. Now, in a shocking twist after the nominees were released, singer Kelly Kumalo, yeah. who was nominated in the Best Afropop Album category, asked the SMA, SAMAs to respectfully... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Yeah. Remove her name from any category uh, that it was nominated in mm -hmm. with a tweet. Now, the singer said she respects their work, mm -hmm. so they should respect that mine counts. by taking my name off the nominees list. She goes further to respond to a Twitter fan who suggested that Kelly was disrespected mm -hmm. with the one nomination to which 
Kelly responded, and I quote, how could they disrespect my hard work yeah. like that? Mm. End quote. SAMAs, an incredible <laughs> award platform. You yeah. and I have covered this for, for yes. years. For years. Um, there's always a different excitement yeah. that comes out once the nominees are, are released. Before we deal with the allegations of corruption, yeah. let's talk about the influence or the dominance yeah. of Amapiano. Yeah. Six straight uh, nominations <laughs> for Capsa de Small, yeah. who calls himself the king of Amapiano. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about the genre completely holding South Africa by the neck and uh, actually Africa? I mean, the genre has exploded over the last, should I say, year? Yeah. You know, from just being one of the bubbling sounds, yep. subgenres of South African house. Yep. Now it's dominant. It's, 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 it's incredible. Yep. You know, and we've seen. Over the last year, there's also been other parts of Africa like Nigeria, yeah. Ghana, all trying to adopt versions the of that Amapiano sound. sound. We've seen, you know, artists from all over the world collaborating with South African Amapiano artists yeah. to also sort of buy into that movement. Yeah. So it's a great thing to see that, you know, that genre is now being recognized appropriately. Um, on the South African Music Awards. Absolutely. This is a platform that, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't get bigger than that yep. in South Africa. Yep. You know, even for the hip-hop scene in South yep. Africa, they didn't even get that fast yeah, to that the control Absolutely. Of, of the SMAs. Absolutely. So this is a really great thing to Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Now, speaking about the hip-hop uh, community in South Africa, taking a while before it got to the front row of the yep. SMAs, uh, the hip-hop category yep. with Boy Tulo, with... Um, Nadia Nakai with Nasty C. Yeah. My the first thing I noticed were two well, females. I was, I was just literally I was gonna say that when you were introducing it. It's amazing stuff. It's amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, for Nadia yeah. as well, you know, she's been consistently leveling up since uh, debut, or was it four or five years yeah, ago? Yeah, working with Casper. You've always been Kasper. under the family tree. Same thing with Boyce as well. Yeah, Boyce yeah. went from being a TV presenter, presenter to dropping to, a hip-hop you know, When she dropped the single. Critically acclaimed <laughs> album. So it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And it just shows that, you know, the, the hip-hop scene is more... It's, it's, it's being it's more... Spreading out it's spreading out. It's mm. spreading out. It's no more a male-dominated male scene. Seeing like two that. women in the hip-hop category. We don't even really see much of that in the Grammys. Facts. We don't see that in the BET Awards. Facts. So to see that the SMAs, as SAMAs... is a, is a, a groundbreaking move. Groundbreaking thing. Now and let's... Big credits to Nadia and Boyti as well. Absolutely. Now yeah. let's talk about the, the continued allegation of corruption and Kelly Kumalo almost taking a leaf out, out, out of Kaspar Njove's book, because I believe Kaspar did yes. that years yeah, ago yeah. when he asked for to be omitted from the nominees mm, list. You know, this debate will never end. Mm. Every time we talk about an award show, there's always some form of complaint or the other. Even now, international Even awards. international awards. Same thing with the Grammys. Yep. Uh, we had, uh, what's it, The weekend. Yeah, we pulled out. Pulled out the Grammys. And it... it, it at the end of the day, it comes down to what's how's this how these nominees put together. Mm. What's the selecting panel? Mm. What are they looking at? So with Kelly Kumalo pulling out, I totally understand that frustration. You put your your hard work, your sweat into an album that, you and feel it looks like the fans received that album, album very well. well. Exactly. So if she feels one nomination in the Afropop category, Afropop album yeah. category is doesn't do it doesn't justice. do it justice. Totally understandable. Um, again, on the flip side, some people might say 
maybe you're, you are personally over overrating your own work. Exactly. There's also that angle to it. But that said, we also have another South African, you know, legend, so to speak, uh, Muk Muk Mukadzi, mm. I think, as well. She was ignored. She yeah, didn't get any nomination. And a lot of people and were talking about that. was a well-received album as Absolutely. well. So that's, that's also shocking. This is the same SMEs that did not even nominate Jerusalemma, as big as that song was last year, for any awards. So these are the things that now start to raise questions about the SMEs. That, you know, what's going on? What's, what's, your, what's, what's up with your selection process or criteria? What exactly are you looking out for? So again, we might not have the answers here. Today. Absolutely, we, don't. Um, we can't say uh, the SMEs don't know what they're doing yeah. or they're corrupt like some artists have alleged. But if I ask you, yeah. especially for award ceremonies and organizations in Africa, particularly in Africa where they are constantly dogged by the rumors of corruptions mm. and allegations and stuff, how would you, if you had you know, the opportunity to put together an organization in charge of an award ceremony, yeah. what would be some of the criterias that you would think will be absolutely pivotal to making this award organization or ceremony have the credibility it deserves. Transparency. Mm. Transparency is key. Transparency in how we select the judging panel, number one. This can be something that's, you know, we elect the members of the panel every year. That process needs to be transparent. What is the selection criteria? We also need to be transparent. Are we looking at album sales? Are we looking at uh, critical response or acclaim? Uh, are we looking uh, from an artistic point, point of view? Of view? We are need to have at the audio and sound. Sonics. Sonics yeah. uh, you know, are we looking at the production? Mm. All of that stuff we need to. Are we looking at impact? How mm. much of an impact did they have across the scene, uh, across the culture, yeah. nationally, internationally? So all of these things need to be laid out there we need to say okay uh jerusalem international breakthrough five points out of five yeah. uh album sales four out of five let us see all of these things then you know when we bring out the nominations when we put out the awards nobody's going to Nobody say, oh, say why didn't this song make it there the song didn't do sales yes you liked it but we the numbers were we not learned, up the numbers to the didn't top match five. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why didn't this song? Yes, it was everywhere, but impact-wise, did it move the needle? Not really. Mm. So these are the things that need to be transparent. We need to know what are the criteria you use in selecting these awards or giving these awards. And I think that way everybody will be less uh, maybe feeling disappointed or disenfranchised. And that's the way to go. And finally, what would your advice be to artists that have publicly said, listen, I want you to respectfully remove my name from nominations going forward. Because somehow, yeah. even though I, sometimes you can understand the frustrations mm. and the disappointments, yeah. but I still feel there's some form of negativity around that, around coming out publicly. What are your thoughts about that? I think, personally, I think it's a, always a bad idea. Mm. You know, it's fine if you feel like the, the awards are not... Uh, you know you deserve many more nominations that's fine but don't come uh, on social media and then disparage a whole organization mm. especially for something as you know i didn't get enough nominations or i didn't get nominated in the right category mm. because don't forget you're not just uh, discrediting that organization you're discrediting the partners 
associated with and all the artists all the that have artists. either received awards yeah. or received nominations exactly. as well. So what are the other artists in the in that same category? Mm. Are you saying their work is not or on par, par with your work to be in the same category with your work? So for me, it's it, I wouldn't do that, mm. and I wouldn't advise any artist to do that. You can have your frustrations, you can register that privately, or you can choose to not go for the award. Mm. Or better still, if you receive the award, don't accept it. That's fine. But don't mm. uh, come on social media. Because again, don't forget, social media, nothing dies on nothing, the internet. Nothing. The internet doesn't forget. That can come back to you in five years or in ten years. So, you know, let's, let's be more restrained mm. in our outbursts and our chances. Now, staying in South Africa, where superstar DJ, artist, and producer Maforisa got some mixed reactions on social media for his tweet saying, and I quote, dating a broke girl is toxic. <laughs> Shame. End quote. With mm. a laughing emoji. Mm. The star received a variety of reactions from Twitter followers who in some cases agreed with him whilst others slammed him for his remarks, saying, as a man, mm. it's his duty to provide for his girl, broke or not. Mm. Dignified? I know you've come with a dignified... <laughs> I, I'm on a very dignified uh, demeanor today. Mm. So <laughs> First of all, let's address DJ Maporisa. Yes. Dating a broke girl is toxic. I have to agree. Is with it DJ Baforisa? But let me let me put my spin on it. Let me put my spin on it. Dating anybody that is a financial burden is toxic. I'm not going to call anybody broke, but anybody that's a financial burden yeah. can be toxic. Why? Well, because you know, you're on one hand trying to think of how do you stay afloat, you know, keep your own thing going on, and then there's another person that's constantly, you know, hey, top up my phone. Hey, I need to go Nando's today. Hey, I need to go shopping today. That's uh, <laughs> on top of everything else you have going on. That can keep you up. Those are the things that can keep you up at night. Is you know. It, so, yeah, I don't agree with them. Dating anybody that's a financial burden is toxic. It's toxic. Yeah. But for me, I'm always thinking I'm a little bit on the side of the, the, the people that slammed him saying, you know, a man... If you are a man, it might be a cake, it might be old school, but mm. if you are a man and you choose to go into a relationship with a woman, mm -hmm. you, your, your job is to support. I, I, I totally understand. Fully that. support. I totally understand that, and I subscribe to that school of thought. Yes. You have to care for your partner, your yes. woman, as yes. a man, especially as an African, Nigerian, Yoruba that man. No that we are. You got to hold it down. You care for your woman. Facts. You know, you're the provider, you're the protector. 1,000%. And that's, you know... But it can't be pressure too. It can't be pressure, and, you know, it, you, there also has to be a, you know, there has to be something in return mm. at the end of the day. Money? No, not money. I'm caring and providing. Food. Yes, you have she, to care for me too. You know, I'm caring for you. I'm protecting you. There has so to she be, has to be cooking. No, I'm not saying she has to be cooking. What? We are modern men. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Don't let them come for me on social media. We are modern men. I didn't say that. So what? That yeah, every you night when you touch her, she must be ready. <laughs> I did. What, what is Chelsea, what, what are you saying? I'm asking. What do you want in return for the financial love, support? Love, peace of mind. Of lo love and peace of mind. <laughs> Whatever that entails, love and peace of mind. A lot of guys, we always make that phrase, like, I just want peace of mind. Like, yeah. What is peace of mind All when it comes to... Peace. Cool peace. <laughs> 
let's move to the next topic. Damola is he's so he is dignified. He's finding it hard to be honest with himself what he really wants yeah. and what you feel. So what you're basically saying is mm. you're not going to be able to date a woman that's not you know financially. Nobody wants stable. to date a parasite. That's what is what Kai. I'm saying. Nobody wants to date a parasite. So if I'm caring for you, if I'm providing, or you know, yeah, if I'm providing for yeah. you, I need to feel some sort of, you know, there has to be some sort of reciprocity. Recip yeah, you know, you don't have to spend on me or anything, but you know, show me love, show me that you appreciate what I do. Don't just treat me like a ATM. Mm. And I guess that's what he's trying to say. That's what DJ Marcus mm. is trying to say. Don't turn me to the money guy. You know, I only get calls when it's time to go out or time to go shopping or when it's time to top up the account. Mm. And after that, what happens next? Right. You know, what, what else are you, how are you inspiring me? Are you pushing me? How are you, you know, helping me have peace, rest? Mm. You know, if you're not providing any of that, that can be very toxic, you know. <laughs> Dignify, my brother. Well, over to Ghana, the Gold Coast, uh, where a recent interview granted by dancehall superstar Stoneboy was taken as a shot to superstar Saminia Sakade. Now, yeah. Stoneboy said during the interview, when asked about his beefs in the industry, that he only uh, was at was at it with Shatawale and the other two in Sakode and Samini didn't qualify to beef with him. Yeah. Once he said that, fans took that as shots fired at the other stars. Yeah. It must be said that Sakode and Stoneboy fell out sadly mm -hmm. during the incredible Black Love concerts whilst him and Samini had a Twitter, a tweet. Yeah as they put it, after Stoneboy seemed to criticize the industry in Ghana for failing to stand together as that was the reason Nigerian stars were enjoying more international success. success. Yeah. To which Samini struck back, saying uh, Stoneboy lacked respect for people like him yeah. who had paved, paved the way. The way. Yeah. Now, this recent interview shows that there was still some friction between them, and I'm sure very soon both stars mentioned would say something back, whether through social media or via lyrics to a song. Mm. Now, Samini, I remember when Samini uh, responded on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it was at the time when we were celebrating Boyna Boy's success at the Grammys. Yeah. So Stoneboy congratulated Boyna Boy yeah. and used that as a batting shot sure. at the industry in Ghana, saying they were they not there was no together. Yes, there was no togetherness mm. and the fans and you know people need to come together to ensure that they carry Ghanaian musicians to the level where yeah. the world will be able to see the greatness That's in them, them. Yeah. and get celebrated at platforms like the Grammys. Yeah. When he did that, Samini came hard. Like, yeah. what, what are, are you saying? saying? That yeah. you, you, that he was calling Stoneboy simping and saying, listen. You disrespect me. Do you do you think they disrespect Two Face yes, in Nigeria, Nigeria like that? Mm. Um, what are your thoughts again about you know Stone Boy just giving a little one-two jab, <laughs> just to make sure that everybody knows that the settings are still the same. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's me, but from from what I could see in that interview, yeah. he he was asked about the beef with uh, Stone Boy, Sarkan, Sh yeah. and Samini. Yeah. And he was trying to explain that as far as he's concerned, yeah. the only beef that he, you know, he really considered had. as beef was shatter. was shatter. Absolutely. The others, he didn't really take as, as beef. beef. It was just situations. It was just situations. Now, of course, people have now seen that to say, oh, they are not, uh, he's down downgrading them, yep. or he's calling them not on his level. Yep. I don't think that's what Stoneboy meant, you know. I think Stoneboy really is just trying to say, look, 
That's the real ones. beef. That's the real beef. Yeah, and he even hinted that he might even re revive that beef yeah. very soon. He hinted at that. <laughs> he, he said yeah, that. he did. He hinted that he, he might revive that beef very soon. Because that beef was good. <laughs> it was that good. Beef was it, that, it was entertaining. It was entertaining, exactly. Not even you know. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, it was just a case of misunderstanding. Mm. And you know, the same talk about lack of support in Ghana and all of that. That's something we've heard. A, a lot of times, it's not even from Stoneboy alone. We've heard that from Shatter yes, back in the day. Yes, yes. So yes, yeah. Shatter has been very vocal. He has been very vocal about the industry about that. in Ghana. A lot of people have yeah. been very vocal exactly. about the industry. Exactly. So in Ghana. it's not just a Stoneboy thing. And you know, I understand Samini being upset about it back then. Mm. But I do hope that you know Samini doesn't take this as another, another slight. You know, I, I believe Stoneboy was trying to explain that, you know, he didn't really consider that. Because be they didn't go at they it. They didn't go at, at it. it. That was just a Twitter exchange. Yeah, that was yeah. a one-off. And then maybe the issue with Sarkozy as well. Like, yeah, it was, it was just a one -off, like, it was a personal kind of one-off thing. Yeah, but we stuck with... Uh, Shatter Wally. That was years. That was on site. They yeah, were attacking each other physically at <laughs> events. That was years, yeah. So yeah, I, I totally understand. But what about ways. this consistent conversation and chatter about you know the Ghanaian music industry not being supportive of its artists, its creatives? Um, we've heard that in Nigeria. Yeah. We've heard that in South Africa. Yeah. We've heard it in Kenya. Yeah. You know, it looks like it's a running theme across Africa. We've yeah. heard it in Cameroon. Yeah. However, because of the success that the Nigerian musicians have, yeah. a lot more industries across Africa feel it's a lot more hunky-dory in Nigeria, but yeah. it's really not. It's what would you say to some of the, you know, the, the folks in Ghana that believe that maybe it's a lot better in, in Nigeria, for example? Uh, number one, the grass is never greener on the other side. Facts. Yes, and in Nigeria, it's not all hunky-dory, like you, you've said, but compared to other African countries, there's a little, there's, bit, of there's a little bit, not, not even structure, but more support mm. for local content. Mm. And we, might, we don't like to give the government credit many times, but... Uh, there was a law passed a few years, uh, yes. years back, the local content law yep. that mandated, I think, 40% or 60%, 70, 70, 70 of music played on Nigerian radio stations to be of Nigerian origin yep. by Nigerian artists. Now, I, I don't think similar laws exist in other countries. I know it doesn't exist in East Africa, yeah. in Kenya, Kenya for example. Kenya, there was a lot of noise. Because if you go to Kenya, yeah. there's more Nigerian music played on radio. Cameroon. Same thing in Cameroon yeah. than actual Kenyan or Cameroonian music. So, it's so this will make the artists on ground feel like our radio stations are not supporting us, our media platforms are not supporting us. You know how how do we get how to do the we next get level? To get to the next level. Facts. You know our artists are rock stars in these other African countries. Mm. In Ghana, outside of Ghana, if you, if Stoneboy goes to Nigeria, maybe he in Lagos, to, he yeah, still has to you know to put grind. in grind to get some attention and recognition. But maybe just maybe if Ghanaian uh, media platforms are supporting them a lot more. You know, the artists as well were cross-promoting each other a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Things will go further. Yeah. In, in Nigeria, yes, we don't have it. Uh, we don't have it. It's, it's not uh, perfect. Yeah. But you definitely see a two-faced pushing the new cat. Yes. You definitely Don see Jazzy. Don Jazzy pushing, pushing everybody. The, yeah. Now we see the new young guys at Black Bones, Oxlade, yeah. They're uh, CK, teaming up together. They're teaming up together, cross-promoting each other. Yeah. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that's what needs to be replicated in with, Ghana. With we in need Ghana to see Kwame, Kidi, King, Promise. Anytime yeah. anyone of them drops a new record, promote let each other. everybody promote each other, each other. And it crosses. And then another thing is, 
investing and going to other markets. I've said it a million yeah. times. And big shout outs to Stone Boy, big shout outs to uh, King Promise, yeah. Jackie, yeah. the newcomer, Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. You know, these are people from Ghana who are. Mr. Easy as well. Uh, but they've gone. Mr. Easy is Nigerian. Uh, no. oh, so I've given him to Ghana. I've given him to Ghana. He's from Ghana. as Ghanaian as it is. he's like that. I don't know. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just you saying. Remember, you remember that skit that they did one time? <laughs> that they put Mr. The one guy was like acting as Mr. Comedian. Yeah. Maybe that they put him in like a trash can and they just went to dump Coming him. in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Easy has, the reason I mentioned Mr. Yeah. Easy is because he has gone across the continent yes. to try and, you know, build relationships. And that's something that I believe every artist everybody, needs to look Everybody, everybody. We see know. the likes of Yemi Alade doing that Yemi as well. Yemi as well. It's very important, you know, especially Diamond for Ghanaian musicians that are, have incredible ta talent and content. Just go into the other markets and showcase that content and talent. You will be surprised at how you will be embraced. Yeah. I, I I bang it every time when I'm speaking to people. Shout out to Becca. She's yeah. done that. Yeah. You know, people like Miss V and Kwame and Kitty. I'm like, just go. Go. Yeah. You know, go and start and build from a different, different level. level. Yeah. People will love you Definitely. when you come out there. Definitely. And that would also help the, the, the home industry to support a lot more. Because yeah. what usually happens, unfortunately, when, when the child is outside. doing from outside. Yeah. The African proverb, a child is not celebrated in At his home. hometown. Yeah. <laughs> it's when they see him shining outside that. Everybody you know, wants to see that's, that's my it. son. Yeah. I raised it. You don't yeah, know. You, you don't, don't know, know him. Uh, he used to sing <laughs> in the church that time. He needs to see him in the church. Uh, he's, that's him now. <laughs> now, we switch lanes over to Nigeria where singer Scales went on Instagram to call out con uh, entertainer MC Galaxy saying mm. he couldn't wait to catch him and beat him for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Well, after the post went viral, MC Galaxy took to his Instagram page, throwing shots at scale saying, and I quote, broke boys where they collect money from women. Mm. They make noise, sha, mm. laugh out loud. Mm. Well, let me know when you are ready for the fight, idiot, end quote. Well, it looks like, and he ended it, he ended the message mm. with the word beggar as yeah. well. Mm. For me, Scales' this post came out of nowhere. Yep. I was like, MC Galaxy, where? Like, yeah. I, where's there was the, no where's the relationship? Where's the connection? Yeah. What happened? And Same. then when I now saw MC Galaxy's post as well, what are your thoughts about the fact that, you know, somebody as high profile as, as Scales, yeah. he ignited that yeah. confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. What, whatever it was, because we still don't know what has yep. influenced or sparked that, but whatever it was, bringing that to social media mm. was a no-no. Mm. It's a no-no. I think the theme of today's episode has been restraint. Absolutely. Not everything needs to come to social media, mm. number one. An artist of skills is caliber. I think he has a, is he a new project out or a new He's got singles single coming. He's that got he's been pushing. Amazing, he's been promoting stuff. He's got amazing lately. work coming. Yeah. Trust me. So you don't want to distract or de de reflect yeah. the attention from that with this. This is not what we expect to see. And even MC Galaxy, MC Galaxy is, a, is, an, is an OG at this point. Yeah, he's been he, around he, for a minute. He's been around for a minute. You know, he, I know he's just opened a restaurant and all of that. He's been promoting that. So why do you want to sort of talk about meet for fights? Are we in secondary school? Meet me outside. <laughs> no, me what's outside. that? What's that Catch for? You know, so I think it's a no-no. It's, yeah. it's unacceptable. Regardless of whatever has happened, mm. they are grown men. They're professionals. They should be able to address this 
offline. Absolutely. Call each other up, call people around each other. Send the message directly. Yeah, and address it. Absolutely. There's no need to come online and start threatening each other. That's unacceptable. Staying in, in Nigeria, uh, the uproar on social media also kicked off this week when uh, it appeared that Naramali had posted on Instagram that yeah. he fantasizes about sleeping with a mother <laughs> and daughter combination in a threesome. And he also specif uh, specified that he would prefer the mother to be around 40 years old or something like that. Uh, to which the social media responded, you know, blasphemous, yeah. blasphemy. Mm -hmm. He was attacked by fans, attacked yeah. by personalities, influencers who yeah. thought the, you know, the chatter was ridiculous, apparent, uh, yeah. disrespectful, uh, lacked, you know, also forms of decorum. However, Naira also, I saw other slides that indicated that Naira uh, said that and said, uh, if only, uh, but I, because I respect God or I fear yeah. God, you know, I wouldn't indulge in such. So, it seemed like he was trying just to get an, you know, like a reaction from the yeah. from the fans. Mm. But that type of message on social media, particularly coming out of an African based yeah. in Africa, yeah. what are your thoughts about that? I think this is something we said in the previous episode. Yeah. As an artist or recording artist, you need to be aware of your co the culture of your audience. Your primary audience, temperature. In this case, is in Nairamali's case, Nigerians, West Africans, and. In our culture, that is a no-no. Talking about mother, child, mm, that's... Threesome. You know, you can talk about all the other stuff, you know. But his, latest, his last single is yeah. titled, I'm Coming. <laughs> you know, you can, you can skirt around all of that. And we can still, like, turn publicly, a blind eye yeah. and dance to it. But they're just there's a red line on certain things that you see publicly. Mm. Now, I understand he says it's a fantasy and all of that, but putting that... In the public domain is it, it, it's a bad look mm. it, it's a foul taste in mm. the mouth and of course people that will get people upset anytime how much responsibility does artists need to take about certain things that they say in about because if you look at someone like a naramari's brand that's yeah, his that's brand. his brand yes to be unruly to be the you know he, he adds a little bit of disruption yeah. he the shock value yeah. to not only the contents of his music but mm -hmm. also to the contents of his social media page yeah. so that's in brand. Yeah, it's on brand, but there always needs to be where do you draw where, where do you draw the line? Mm. Where do you draw the line? Yeah. You know, and in this case it, it went just over the line. Yeah. And as an artist, the, your question is uh the answer to your question is as an artist you need to to take full responsibility mm. for, you know, the comments you make publicly. You're no more a private individual. Yes, you can say I'm an artist, I have creative freedom. But there also needs to be a there needs to be sort of certain limits yep. where you don't go. For example, in a society like Nigeria, West Africa, you can't just go and cross religious lines yes. in the name of artistic yes. freedom. Yep. You know, likewise things like this. Yeah, it's, it's it's a red line. Absolutely, you can't make jokes about rape. You Absolutely. can't make songs about rape. Absolutely. So you, why would you make songs about things like this? Mm. You know, so. Um, yeah, as as an artist, as a public performer or public personality, yeah. you need to watch what you say, especially on the internet, where you know that they the young fans that are looking up to you. Yes, some parties say they're not role models. I didn't choose to be a role model, but guess what? You are wow. a role model, mm. whether you like it or not. Mm. The day you put that song online and became famous, you, start, you became some people a role started model. Looking the day you started accepting you. brand endorsements, you became a role model. 
So you also need to be careful of that. Absolutely. Now over to the states where the much-talked-about couple in ASAP, Rocky and Rihanna, finally laid the rumors to rest. Yeah. Uh, at least on the side of ASAP Rocky, that is. Mm -hmm. In a recent interview for a magazine, the ladies' man professed his love for the Bajan singer Rihanna by saying he had found the one. Mm. He said, when you know, you know. Mm. And Riri is the one he was leading a life of monogamy for. Mm. Now, <laughs> the pair had had a friendship for years with ASAP Rocky featured on Rihanna's Fenty skincare line yeah. in the past. And over the last few months, images of both in Barbados on holiday had surfaced online mm. with speculation rife about the budding relationship. Yeah. Even though Riri is yet to confirm or deny the relationship, mm -hmm. the fact that ASAP Rocky felt comfortable enough professing his love for her shows that the pair mm -hmm. are going strong. Yep. Obviously, fans were delighted for the pair, mm -hmm. with one section of the fans disappointed with the revelation. Well, Afrobeat's fans, to be exact, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were quick to load iconic producer Don Jazzy's DMs with, news, with the news, as he had famously said he found the Bajan singer attractive. Yeah. Well, Don Jazzy made a video asking people to stop sending the news to him, as he was fully aware of the developments, <laughs> and he was just as heartbroken uh. as other people. <laughs> you know, this we, just before we we dive deep into ASAP <laughs> and uh, Rihanna. Yeah. Why is it that? people when they see negative stuff negative that is stuff. not good for you they want to send it to, to you. you especially when it's like your ex when they see your ex with somebody you do not start flooding your deal why what what, what joy do, do you <laughs> get from that <laughs> who asks you chief announcer <laughs> did i tell you that we don't have instagram or we don't have news in <laughs> So I can imagine, I can imagine, yeah. you know, what it was for Don Jazzy. But, I mean, down to ASAP Rocky, yes. you know, really, really good news for him. You know, it's, again, love is a nice thing to experience. Absolutely. And, you know, if he feels that, you know, he's finally found joy and love in Rihanna, then, yeah. you know, I, I'm very happy for both of them and I wish them both the best. That's a, that's a very good-looking couple. Yeah. Also a very powerful couple, couple when it comes to entertainment. Yep. Uh, ASAP Rocky has been one of the most you know, active uh, bachelors nice. on the scene, yeah. uh, enjoying the riches, his super stardom, incredible yeah. stardom, has success mm -hmm. with brand affiliations, with music, hip-hop, yeah. acting, a host of things. And Rihanna as pretty much is getting close to being a billionaire. Yeah, you know, as far, you much. know, <laughs> Getting close to being a billionaire. So she's desired by a lot of men yeah. uh, and, and to have come together with ASAP yeah. Rocky, who... Publicly, they've been friends for years. Yeah, I think they've even gone on tour together. Yeah. Uh, she's featured in some of his music videos yep. in the past. Yep. Coincidentally, I was just watching that last week. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, that's Rihanna in the video. Yeah, <laughs> so the, lo the love has been kind of growing for yeah. a while. And, and if you listen to some people, they believe relationships that come from strong friendships yeah. might possibly last longer yeah. than you would imagine. Yeah. And he's, you know, said he was giving up uh, polygamy or his... Uh, big move, big move. Uh, well, well done, well done. <laughs> finally, well done. <laughs> finally, we're ending in the United States of America where Prince Harry has caught the headlines again. Yeah. Uh, this time, he's granted another interview with Oprah Winfrey, I believe it's for a documentary okay. or documentary series. Yeah, that it's a five-part series. Exactly, yeah. that'll be put out uh, mm. part of 
another partnership and deal he signed on since he left his royal duties in the mm. United Kingdom and went to the United States of America for love you, you, and family. You sound a bit like Piers Morgan now. <laughs> yeah, you, you sound a bit uh, Piers Morgan-ish. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to make it clear that since he left his royal duties and went to the United States of America for mm. love, mm. for family and his children, the part of the multitude of deals he has signed and the millions he has made, uh, this interview and documentary series is one of that. Yeah. However, what caught the headlines, again, is his admission to uh, just trying to heal from yeah. the events, the sad events of the loss of his mother, yeah. and secondly, the pressures that he was put under as a royal growing up. And yeah. one particular statement he made was that his father said to him and his brother that I faced these pressures, I had these difficulties, but you'd have to face it too. Yeah. And he felt that that was toxic yeah. and should have been broken. Yeah. Uh, that it, it's not fair that because his father felt it, the parents before them, yeah. they should also carry that burden. Yeah. It has to end somewhere. What are your thoughts about, again, um, you know, Prince Harry hitting the headlines in this fashion, especially the week when it's been revealed that the BBC have been admonished yeah. for uh, falsely uh, luring the late Princess Diana into an interview with fake news, basically. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? It's, it's, it's all just come out. Okay, so let's let's split into two. Yes. Let's, let's speak about Prince Harry. First. Yes. So for, for Prince Harry, um, he's we, of course he's left the family. Yeah. And now he's signing deals and having interviews and things like that. Um, people might have problems with that, saying why is he speaking about the family yep. or throwing his family under the bus? You know, but I'll say if that's his way of coping he, and healing, so please let let him do it. Mm. You know, that's number one. Number two, a couple of the things he raised about, you know, the pressures growing up as a royal, um, some I think turned into drug abuse yeah. as a teenager, him being the happiest when he was in the army. These are things that I totally understand mm. in the sense that um, a lot of times we see young people in the public eye or in the public limelight, young yeah. performers, the royal, and we think, oh, these people have it all. Mm. But it comes with a lot of pressure. Absolutely. Especially for Prince Harry as a royal where you have to work a certain way, you have to dress Talk a certain way, way, you can't be friends with certain people, yeah. you can't be seen with certain people. For a young child, that is too much. Even as an adult, a lot of adults find that a lot to deal with. Facts. Talk less of a small child, a teenager. Yeah. And all the while he was dealing with the loss of his mom. He still had to be yeah. a certain way. He mentioned being very upset that, you know, he had to share his mom's funeral with, with the, world. the world. And I, I totally because understand that. he hadn't that. even healed from You that. know, if we look at old footage from the funeral, he's walking with his dad on behind the busy the road behind the coffin. It was too much for a young child. And him saying things like uh, his father saying, you know, he's gone through it. Uh, he should be able to get through it. Again, is another mistake that a lot of you know, I would say adults, I don't even want to narrow it down to a, a, a specific community, yeah. but it's a mistake that, you know, parents and adults make. You know, I went through it, I handled it, toughen up, you can mm. handle it too. That's a mistake yeah. we make because That's because deep. you could handle it doesn't mean I can handle it. Facts. The way you process things is different from the way I process things. You might be more tougher skin than yeah. I am. What doesn't break you can smash That's me to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. expecting that I will go under the same pressure test that you did, mm. It's setting me up for failure. Mm. And in your mind, they're like, 
man up, man up, you know, a man strong up, you know, and mm. things like that. It can be very damaging. So I totally understand uh, the, what he's going through and some of the things he went through. And from clearly from what he said, he's he looks like he's just starting to heal from a lot of things. And right. um, I think to wrap this up, I'll just say if anybody is in that uh, going through similar pressures or, you know, just feeling overwhelmed, to seek professional help Facts. as soon as you can get a ter- get in touch with a therapist, a counselor, or even speak with a friend. And start and working and on start working on healing. it. Don't don't leave it till later. And finally, the BBC being outed as you know as as providing as, as securing yeah. uh, you know high profile interview, interview. Yeah. um by Martin Bashir yeah. with the late Princess Diana yeah. falsifying documents. Yeah. What are your thoughts? The BBC is such a huge organization. And and to have been... Some people have said back in the days during that era, it was something that was publicly done by a lot of media outlets. In in trying to secure interviews Interviews. and exclusives, people went to dire extremes. I think uh, this is an ethics issue. Mm. It's a case of sometimes, in in, in in all factors of life, it's not about what you achieved or what you did it's about it's how, how you, you did, it. did it okay you got became rich you became rich how, how did, did you, you do it rich? you got a million streams as a recording artist how, how did you do, you do it? it did you buy the streams did you earn the streams that's mm. what matters so in this case for an institution like the bbc that is seen as the highest standard mm. of journalism in the world broadcasting in, in the broadcasting world. they set the standards they, sh- they set the path for other mm. platforms to follow to see that they fell short of that standard, mm. and it was uh, from the report that has come out, mm. a lot of uh, a lot of higher ups knew yeah. about this um, misbehavior, and they turned a blind eye mm. to it. You know, they it, carried out some kind of you know, inquiry, cheeky inquiry, inquiry and, and just, they just swept it under the carpet. You know, it's very disappointing. And Martin Bashir, it has to be said that that interview. He got a lot of awards. Awards. He's a highly does for him. That was the reason he got the Michael Jackson interview interview as well, which I, you know, I had a problem with because (laughs) after that interview, you know, Maury did a behind the scenes interview review where the clips that Martin showed us, yeah, they they were counter clips from Maury that showed Martin in. There were parts of the documentary where Martin Bashir was telling Michael Jackson that the way you're with your kids are so emotional and da, 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 yeah. that where he was praising Michael yeah. but that never showed in the he, documentary because Michael what he did was he agreed to Martin's interview yeah. but he said he was going to his own film crew yeah. filmed everything, everything. Yeah. so after the Martin interview came out yeah. and they saw how they had edited, edited Michael everything. Jackson yeah. making him look crazy yeah he now brought that part and revealed it to the world. And guess what? Yeah. Finally on this, one of the reasons Michael Jackson granted the Martin Bashir interview yeah. was basically because of his idol, Princess Diana, Diana had also been sat down with this man. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, you, can, you can achieve all the success in the world or all the accolades, but if you did it the wrong way, mm. it would always come back to bite you. This what happened over 10, 15, 20 years ago. 20? This and is about 30 it, years now. still come back out now. The so late princess died in 97. Yeah, this is this is a lesson to everybody, all professionals, whether you're a journalist or not, if you're an athlete, if you're a performing artist, if, you know, you, anywhere you work, anything you do, do it the right way. 
Otherwise, it will come back to bite you. Not today, not tomorrow, maybe next year. You never know. Facts. And on that note, we end this episode of Ali Chopin Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. You know where to catch it. Every single platform from YouTube, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Everything. Hit the subscribe button. Keep supporting. We appreciate you. A big shout out to Afro Media Studios, Willow Studios, LM Media, Shubes, of course, Smade Events, and my guest, the incredible dignified for joining me on this week's episode until next time it's same place same time and it's peace we're out